Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Thursday, only a few days away from the Super Bowl. And then no football forever. I'm kidding, of course. But it does feel like that. And, you know, shout out to the new football league that's coming in late March. I'll check it out every once in a while. I'm sure when I'm starved for the game. But, man, the finality of the Super Bowl and the season coming into an end, uh, it's just its never fun. And I don't enjoy it. And I don't want to think about it. So thanks for asking. I kid. Of course, there's not a whole lot of Packers news to talk about other than the uh, formation of the search committee to go find a new CEO. Uh, we touched on that a little bit yesterday. But outside of that, not a whole lot to talk about when it comes to the Green Bay Packers in headline terms when it comes to this day in history. But you know how it rolls here at Cheesehead TV. We talk Green Bay Packers all throughout the offseason. It's what we do, including today where I wanted to touch on Josh Myers because it's something that I find interesting when people talk and ask about the draft and potential free agent moves and things of that nature. And I know the Green Bay Packers coaching staff has spoken many times publicly about how much they really like Myers and his game and how he's improved, and he has over the years, three years in the league. But it is kind of fascinating to see and even go back and look at how they were talking about him coming into camp last summer and the need for consistency in his game. And I think that wasn't telling tales out of school. I, there's no doubt. You look at his first two years, even though you know he did miss a good amount of time that rookie season due to injury. But his second year, you know, the, you definitely – saw some real inconsistency there and you thought coming into year three okay he's got those first two years under his belt including the time away due to injury all right we're going to head into year three and we're going to find that consistency that consistent level of play that you need especially at the center position and unfortunately it just never seemed to materialize and it's odd because you look at the first part of the year and it was quite inconsistent kind of week to week until you get it I want to say about halfway through the season you go right around the Steelers game it seemed like he was turning a corner it really felt like he was finding his game and okay here was the kid that they saw when they drafted him in the second round famously over Creed Humphrey and you thought okay here we go this is the beginning right of this really exemplary career he's the heir apparent to Corey Lindsley we're on our way Unfortunately, then his, his play took a really noticeable dip, especially kind of in that Buccaneers game, but pretty much through all of December, right until the Bears game, I think. He had his, he kind of turned it around, so to speak, right before the playoffs, which obviously is good for the Packers. But man, there was a two or three game stretch there where it was very, very rough and somewhat disappointing in the sense that you had seen the growth and you had seen the potential starting to materialize. And then, like I said, I don't know whether it was, you know, some of the pressure stuff that Tampa threw at the Packers or what, but man, from that game through the next month almost, he he was really rough. And if you're Brian Gutekunst, now again, we've heard from Stenovich and we've heard from Matt LaFleur throughout the season. We haven't really heard from Brian in return in terms of Josh Myers' play and what he has found uh that to be or to resemble. So you know, when we're looking at the draft, I don't think center is out of the question. You know, Myers heading into year four, uh, final year of his deal. Maybe they extend him. 
that's a possibility. But it's also possible that Brian decides, okay, we need to start kind of getting ready for the next wave here, especially our new quarterback, what have you. The Myers thing was a swing and a bit of a miss. We've got to foster competition there, you know? And I don't think, I'm not going to tell you that they're going to replicate what they did with Myers and take another second round center. Although I don't think that's off the board, but I do think you're going to see the potential for some competition brought in via the draft simply because a, uh, they need to be better at that position overall. Um, And then B, you got to be looking to the future. And I don't know if you've seen any kind of semblance of consistency from Josh Myers that you can say, yeah, we want to plant our flag here. We want to give this kid a second contract. Um, Because I know a lot of the talk coming off the season was about right guard. And I think most people assume, okay, running is probably hitting free agency. Sean Ryan definitely seems to be positioned to take that job, but I don't think that's locked in, you know, ink, written in ink, locked in stone, whatever. I think those two spots are pretty competitive heading into the offseason, definitely most likely coming out of the draft. So it's just something that to bear in mind, like, and I know, look, I've been somewhat of a defender when it comes to Josh Myers play, because I do think when you do see some of the bad plays that get kind of spun around social media, the narrative seems to take on a life of its own. What never gets kind of brought up is a lot of the good stuff, which there is on display, especially, like I said, kind of middle part of the season. I thought he was starting to really hit his stride, but you just need more consistency from your center. And I don't know if the Packers are going to find what they got from Josh Myers this year as acceptable going forward. It's going to be interesting to see how they feel about it. Hello to everybody in the comments section. So good to see everybody. Thanks for joining me. Got a bunch of people piling up some super chats. Patrick, what's going on, man? Carl Brooks' versatility allow him to replace JJ as edge slash defensive end four and open a roster spot for a premium pick space stuffing DL. We already have numbers at defensive line. Man, you see, you talk about numbers at D-line. They have bodies, yes, and they certainly have uh, guys who you can rotate in and out. I certainly wouldn't scoff at a space-eating, run-stuffing, you know, nose-tackle type. Um, But you want them to come in waves. I want those guys fresh in the fourth quarter so you can close the door on people. Uh, We've seen a few games from the Packers over the last couple years where, you know, they they do decent work early in in the game and then come fourth quarter, especially when you're playing Kenny Clark like 90% of the snaps, the play just, you know, what you need there to close the door just isn't there. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, they've got they've got numbers, so to speak. But um, as far as Brooks being able to kick outside in the four three, I know he did some of that in college. And one of the reasons he was drafted where he was later in the draft is because of his kind of undersized frame, so to speak. But I think you saw the athleticism, the quick twitch, a lot of the first step kind of explosiveness this season. I mean, that's his rookie year, and he's really kind of, especially down the stretch, cooking with gas. I would suspect they leave him along the interior, play some three-tech, but maybe they kick him outside. It's a possibility in some of the four-man fronts. But I don't think any of that precludes the idea of adding people up front, whether it's across you know defensive tackles or defensive ends. I don't care. Give me those bodies. I want to control the line of scrimmage, and I want to do it all game long. Send them in waves, man. I'm all about it. Matthew, how you doing, man? 
Apologies for the absence, Nags. Wife's fault. Go back. Go. Oh, Matthew, I've been sitting here going, where, where's, where is my bastion of positivity? Where is my oracle of success? Matthew, you've been missed, buddy. Jason, how you doing? Wasn't policy supposed to be the heir apparent to Mark? I know a lot of people believe he is, including myself, but that doesn't preclude a wide-ranging search. They were always going to do that. But I know most betting people, and people like myself who don't bet, would put the uh, the odds in Ed Policy's favor. It was never going to be a case of him being anointed. Uh, the Packers kind of did that, actually, years ago with... Um, it was John Jones. And then Harlan pulled uh, a last minute uh, about face and said, yeah, no, this is a mistake. And that's a very interesting story. You can go and read about it. But um, yeah, no, it was never going to be like, uh, I don't know what you would call it, a, a uh, succession plan. You know, they are going to have a search and they are going to look and have kind of as wide a net as possible to find possible candidates for the CEO position. Now, Ed will be one of those, and he is, again, the odds-on favorite to get the gig, but a lot of ball game left, as someone once said. Mike Witt, what's going on, man? Hot take, MVS MVP Sunday. I don't think that's hot, that's hot a take as maybe you think. I mean, he comes to play in the playoffs every year, whether it's in Kansas City or in Green Bay. Never forget, he was the best offensive player in that 2020 NFC Championship game for the Packers. Not even close. That dude balled out in that game, unlike some of his offensive brethren. But yeah, man, I'd be down with it. I'd love it, actually. That'd be great. I'd feel really good for him. Jeezy Baby, how you doing? Need a bag of donuts back at center. Trick or treating at Holmgren's house. I, I, Frankie Winters, man. What a legend. Absolutely. Mike Witt, how you doing? Looking forward to seeing Jair Island next year. Yeah, I really hope we get more matchup opportunities for Jair, you know? And look, I understand the stuff that Matt and Joe Barry talked about over the course of the last couple of years where yeah, you can't just have him follow around their best receiver. Like, that ain't the NFL. But you can do it a little bit more than you have been doing it. And I do think you can find opportunities to do that and or – line up your second best corner with their best guy and give him safety help and then go let Jair take the number two and erase him off the board. I'm down with that as well. Now, Jair's got to do his part. I mean, you don't have to look very far earlier this year. I mean, hell, week two, Drake London, ring a bell. I mean, it's not like he was his old shutdown self for some of the kind of matchups that he faced this season. Um. I still think he's got that in him, though. And I th still think he's one of the best covered corners in the league. They get him in a new system, new rules, new talking points, new emphasis. Give him some of those opportunities. I think he'll rise to the occasion. I really do. Uh, Kyle, what's up, man? Do you think Halfley's scheme will improve run defense, or is that purely a player execution thing? Go Pack Go. It's a good question, Kyle. I think some of that is going to be dependent on personnel and what their philosophy is on early downs and look play style comes into it as well it is certainly you know incumbent upon the players to execute but that said like 
who knows what Halfley will do as far as his tendencies and trying to, you know, take advantage of his opponent in that regard. Maybe run blitzes will actually become a thing in Green Bay. They haven't been for a long time. Um, but, you know, without any kind of real idea of how he plans to approach those kind of things, it's really hard to say. I mean, a lot of times the Packers were taken advantage of in the run game because they were protecting the pass, right? They were running their too high shell, light boxes, teams took advantage of it. But that wasn't everything. You know, sometimes, yes, players didn't execute, didn't get off blocks. Things are still designed to try and stop the run. You know, you just got to be able to shed a block or two and make a tackle. And sometimes the Packers couldn't do that. So I do think it's a bit of a mix. I do suspect, though, that they'll be able to um, hopefully react opponent by opponent. What is their tendency? What, how are they built? Are they a power running team? Okay, well, we're going to approach this a little bit different than we would, say, the team that likes to spread it out. Um, I will say it's interesting, though, because, you know, you look at uh, San Francisco, that this is the kind of style and scheme that the Packers are kind of leaning into here with the Halfley hire, supposedly. Um, they haven't been great shakes against the run. And the Packers took advantage of them on the ground, especially with that pin and pull stuff on the outside. Every scheme's got a weakness, you know? Got to execute as a player, no doubt. What the fuck is a run blitz? Portmaster. Come on now. It's old school. Um, on first down, sometimes defensive coordinators will send a middle backer like through a gap just to essentially somewhat guessing that you're going to run, maybe not even in that gap, but you're going to fuck up their blocking scheme and you're causing chaos and you're getting penetration in the backfield to ruin whatever the design of the run is. Run blitz. Look it up. It's old school. Joe, what's going on, man? They, do they put up with inconsistency from Myers if they think he does a good job pre-snap? A lot of what a center does doesn't show up in PFF scores. Well, to be fair, I haven't really looked at the PFF scores. Thank you very much. I watched the tape. Um, but I do know that uh, both PFF and Andy Herman uh, were not very kind to Josh uh, when it came to their grading. But yeah, there's a possibility that's part of it, you know, as far as sorting out the wash, you know, making sure we're everybody's on the same page sure he and Jordan are in sync. That's certainly a major component to the game and to the position. No doubt about that. <laughs> Steve, what is a defensive adjustment? It's a good question. It's a very good question. Mike, how you doing, man? Going through banky rant withdrawal nags. Well, Mike, I got good news for you. The first off-season Packer transplants will be live next Wednesday. That's right. Wednesday afternoon, 5 Eastern, 4 Lambo time. Set your YouTube channels for stun. Corey Banky will be back on your airwaves next Wednesday. Packer Transplants. Uh, Thirsty Beach, thanks for checking out the stream on Twitch, man. I like the hire, too, but with how well things have gone lately, I fear we are due for a misstep. Oh, come on. Now, let's, let's a little, keep a little positivity here. What are we, like, a week into the guy's tenure? It can't be fire Halfley already. I'm kidding. I know that's not what you're saying, but I actually, I man, I'm telling you, I really like some of these hires that Matt has made this time around, but none of it really means much till they get out on the field. But man, life is too short to be negative about this stuff. I mean, they haven't given up a yard or a single point yet. Let's be excited until they do. That's that's how I feel about it. Um, Nick, how you doing, man? 
feel like Gary is going to have a breakout year, top five sacks, not because of the scheme, but because of health and another year of experience. Yeah, I think Rashawn is in an interesting spot because I know there was a lot made about kind of how the sacks dried up towards the end of the season, right? And I don't doubt for a moment that the scheme switch will have him kind of fo- giving a different focus, maybe some different technique stuff. But man, I think he has the chance to do some really special things, especially get his hand in the dirt, flying up field, getting after the quarterback and not having to worry about some of the other stuff he did when he was standing up. I love this idea. Um, I mean, it's up to him. The fact that he'll be a year removed, another year removed from the ACL injury is very exciting because typically it does take about a year for a guy to regain his form, right? So I'm down with this idea. Chris, what's going on, man? Hi, from England. Wonder if new DC means new draft prospect preferences, especially for DTs. I think, Chris, hello from New York. I think there's a good chance it does. And I think there's that will drive some of the decision-making during the draft. Now, I don't think it automatically, like it ever automatically means, oh, we're definitely going to draft this, right? But I do think it probably ups the the uh, need, as it were, or um, where they're positioned on the board. As far as this guy has some really great tools that we feel we can take advantage of and that we don't feel that any of the guys we already have on the roster possess. So, yeah, we want to make sure we at least get a chance to take him in the draft. Things of that nature. I think that's that's got to be in play here. No doubt. Ryan, how you doing, man? Thanks for the super chat. Would Jerry preventing Washington from talking with Al Harris? If Green Bay was interested in anybody from Dallas, would Jerry prevent Green Bay from talking with someone from Dallas? Or does Jerry let any team request an interview? That's a lot of ifs there, Ryan. Here, here's my overall response. Who gives a shit? It's Jerry Jones. He can rot. That said, to answer your question, I suspect uh, if it wasn't a division rival like Washington is, he probably does, especially if it's for a promotion. Um, that's the thing with Joe Witt Jr. going there. They've already rated his you know, staff as it is. And Joe Witt gets a promotion, so they can't block him. But Al going laterally, you know, they can block all they want. I suspect yeah, there's probably a good chance he wants to keep as many of his coaches that he feels are good on his staff. And that's every every bit his right. Ted Thompson did it all the time. So did Mike McCarthy, you know. That said, yeah, it's Jerry Jones. I don't care, man. Come on now. Bob, what's up? Thanks for the super sticker. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> Soder. Soder's got his Eeyore in the chat. I love it. Packer defense is only good. Oh, I got to write you. Wait, I got to read it in the right voice. Sorry, sorry. Packer defense is only good once a decade. Prepared to be disappointed yet again. How's that? That's a great chat there, Soder. Love it. Christopher, how you doing, man? Each draft I chant, please find the next Nick Collins. Christopher, I feel like you might be chanting that again, but hey. Here's hoping, man. Mimsy, how you doing? Will the next CEO troll as well as King Mark? I don't know, but that handwritten letter to the fan that applied for the defensive coordinator position, and he said, you know, your fantasy football acumen and knowledge probably doesn't fit with what we do, but Chicago has an opening. Oh, that is fucking brilliant. That is really good stuff. Oh, I love Tone Love 14. 
Uh, thanks for watching on Twitch. Didn't know you had a Twitch. What kind of emotes do you have? I don't even know what emotes means. That's what emotes we have. I don't know. I'm just going to be playing Madden a bunch this offseason. Uh, I played a little yesterday. If you guys missed it, uh, make sure you're following us on Twitch uh, because I'm going to be playing Madden, and hopefully I'll be whooping up on Tyler a bunch. Um, he's, like, hiding at the moment, you know, scared to play kind of thing. So, you know, if everyone could just shame Tyler Herrick and tell him to, to you know, you know, man up. You know, he's talking all this junk all year long, and now it's time. I've had the system now, ready to go. And, you know, he says, oh, I'm flying, or, oh, you know, I'm busy. Or, you know, come on, Tyler. Let's go. Let's hit it. <laughs> oh, this is a good question. Hey, Nags, what does a quality control coach do? Uh, everything that they are asked. Lots of compiling of notebooks in the past, now like digital notebooks, playbooks, what have you, putting together cut-ups fetching coffee, driving people to the airport, everything that's necessary as far as football goes and everything that's necessary administratively. Like, I'm not going to say a gopher, but they are tasked with whatever the hell everyone on staff needs as far as either something physically or I need this kind of digitally, this digital asset. I need this every third down to the far hash that was thrown against cover two last year. Get it for me. Now, it's a lot easier to do that these days as far as what the NFL and NFL films has on offer, but it's still, you know, a bit of a task to go and do it. So the quality control coach will go do that. Things of that nature. Oh my goodness. You guys are crazy. Porkmaster, what's going on? I'm so bleeping excited for next season. Previous year's ending kicked my ass. I think I'm absorbing these kids energy like a football fan vampire. I mean, it's pretty simple to me. It's the start of something. It's what we talked about all the time after all of those disappointing playoff losses, when we were just hanging on, desperate to try to get back to the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, which, hey, I'm not that's no shade on Rodgers. It was just how frustrating it was knowing that those were the last chances each and every year. And then they really started to feel like, oh, my God, it's this same fucking thing every year. We're never going to do it. Now we've turned the page in the first year out of the gate. Big, huge playoff win. Almost won that second divisional game. I mean, this team is like 12 years old. The whole future is in front of them. So, yes, totally hear you. I am rejuvenated. I am ready to go. I wish they were kicking off week one on Sunday. But instead, oh, we got to watch the Super Bowl. These two stupid teams. Nick, how you doing, man? You think BJ Raji is ready to end his hiatus? I mean, yeah, let's go. They need somebody, right? In the middle, that 4 3. Let's do it. Although it is kind of funny because Raji was taken when he was taken by Ted because they were switching to a 3 4. But let's go, man. I'm down with it. <laughs> Bubba. Hey, you have a nice face. That is very kind, even though I'm sure that's a joke. Thomas, how you doing, man? When is Cheesehead TV going to have turtlenecks as an option in the store? Also, do you see us getting Melton's brother? Uh, Melton's brother, probably a long shot. Turtlenecks, doubt that's going to happen anytime soon. But thanks for bringing it up. Chris, how you doing? For years, I've said a major error Green Bay made was letting Cullen Jenkins walk. What's your own niche Packers Hill you'll die on? I don't know. I don't have any too many that I'll die on. But yes, the the not bringing Jenkins back and going kind of all in, quote unquote, on the offensive side is 
one of Ted's major blunders. Um, I don't know. I, I always say if Eddie Lacy hadn't fallen in the draft and the Packers don't end up taking him, Dewan Harris would have balled out as the starter. I will die on that hill. Bryson, what's going on, man? I'm curious about Preston and what they do. Yeah, I think it's understandable to be curious about it. You know, he has played, you know, that outside backer position and been kind of the one guy they really drop in coverage, right, with any kind of consistency. Now are they going to ask him to be a full-time 4-3 end? I don't know, man. Uh, I'm curious. I, I do think there's a spot for him, and I think they can utilize him, but um, I don't think that's set in stone. And I think when you heard Gutekunst at, Hep's, at the press conference talk about conversations with players about how they fit, where they fit, what they're going to be asked to do, what they're comfortable with, I think Preston's on that list. I don't doubt it for a moment. Uh, all right, make sure I don't miss any. There we go. Got that one. Got that one. Cool. All right. Um, I'm going to have to get going, but I can't thank you guys enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.